We all would like to think that we know where we are going and how to get there. But at every stage in life, we need divine direction. God has promised to guide us if we simply follow. The fifth and final section of Psalms are referred to as Deuteronomy Psalms because they remind us to keep returning to the truth of God's Word. Join us as we study them with Scott Pauley today. Well, it should be obvious to you by now that the Psalms are not arranged in chronological order, and we've tried to give some setting, some context uh, to the Psalms, at least as much as we know. I have a recommendation for you today. We've come in our study to Psalm 126, and it is an amazing Psalm. But before you read Psalm 126, read Psalm 137, because in chronological order, it will give you a little sense of the emotion and the heart behind this Psalm. Here's why. Psalm 137 was a psalm that was set in Babylon, in the Babylonian captivity. The people are weeping. They can't sing. They are grieving because they're away from their homeland. They're under the judgment of God. And then when you come to Psalm 126, oh, what a, what a turning there is. What a change in tone and in tune to this song. Why is that? Because God has turned everything. I'll tell you, when God turns things, he does a thorough job. When God changes things, it's a beautiful thing to behold. Psalm 126 is set uh, when Cyrus, king of Persia, in Ezra chapter 1, uh, is led of God to send the people back to their homeland. So they're on their way home. Imagine this. After all the years in captivity, they're going home. Now read Psalm 126. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. These are some famous verses, but you really don't understand the text without the context. You don't understand the tears, the weeping, the brokenness until you understand what God has done in turning a whole nation back to Himself and restoring them. Friend, God alone turns captivities. Only God can do that. And when God does it, He does it not just for our good. Certainly He does it for our good, but He does it for His own glory. He does it so that we will know and others will know that He is the God who wipes away tears from our eyes. He is the God who turns weeping into laughter. He is the God who turns sorrow into singing. Only God can do that. And there's a key word in Psalm 126. It's found three times. It is this powerful little word, again. Verse 1 says, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. Verse 4, in a prayer form, it says, Turn again our captivity, O Lord. And then finally in verse 6, with certainty, this promise shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. Three times. Can I tell you today that our God is the God who does it again? He is not just the God of the past. He is the God of the present and He is the God of the future. He is the God of all time and He is the God of all circumstances. 
And I want you to know I'm not in despair today. I'm not discouraged by national problems and world situations. I'm hopeful because my hope is in God. I still believe that my God can do it again. <laughs> that the God who has will. That the God who was is. I hope this one word will penetrate your heart. I, I pray the Holy Spirit will etch it on your mind today. It'll be your prayer, Lord, do it again. It will be your assurance, Lord, I believe you can do it again. It will be your, your word to others, God is able to do it again, 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 again. Let me show you three simple thoughts about our God and when he does it again. First of all, notice that there's a turning. The Bible says the Lord turned again, the captivity. And verse number four, he says, turn again our captivity. May I say to you that when God begins to do something again, the first thing he does, he turns us back to himself. I'm thinking now of the words of that great prophet when he prayed, turn thou me and I shall be turned. Now there's a prayer you can pray today. Pray it for your own heart. Are you cold? Are, are, are you today struggling spiritually? Then just say, Lord, just turn my heart back to you. Turn my heart. Are you burdened for some loved one that's headed the wrong direction, running from God, lost, prodigal? Pray for them now, Lord, turn them again. Turn them now, Lord. Are you concerned about our country? Pray this for your country today. Lord, turn us to you. Turn us again. So, first of all, you see the turning. Secondly, you see a testimony. Did you notice that when God did the turning, the heathen testified first. The heathen people, the lost people said, the Lord hath done great things for them. I tell you, you know God's at work when lost people recognize it. You know the Lord's at work when people have to say, this is the Lord's doing, it's marvelous in our eyes. But then when you come to verse number three, uh, he begins to speak for himself. He said, the Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. You see, what we're praying is that God will do something so mightily again in our lives, in our families, in our churches, in our world, that others will know this is the Lord and that we will be able to testify only God could do this. Only God. You see, when God does His work again, there is a testimony that points to Him alone. He gets the glory. Oh, I want to pray right now, verse 4. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. We're in a desert. We're in a wilderness. This is a barren time. Lord, turn those streams again. Bring the, bring the water that we need. Bring the life-giving power. Only God can do that. And when will He do it? Well, that brings me to a third truth that you find about the God who does things again. First, we saw His turning. Then we saw the testimony. But then I want you to see thirdly our tears. Notice that He ends with tears. Why would He go back to the tears? They're, they're singing. They're rejoicing. They're celebrating. But He realizes something. He realizes that the tears were essential, that the brokenness, that the burden was essential to the blessing. He said, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. You see, you don't get the turning without the tears. You don't see the testimony without the tears. You don't have the blessing without the brokenness. And I'm afraid perhaps this is what is missing in all of our lives. I'm thinking now of General William Booth, who wrote to some frustrated workers who were having a hard time getting anything done. He, he cabled them two simple words. Here was his message to them. Try tears. Try tears. I'm not advocating some emotionalism, some shallow sentimentality. I'm talking about tears that are connected to humility 
and a sensitivity to God and brokenness over sin, weeping for the lost, weeping for our own spiritual condition and need. Oh, friend, if you want to see God break through again, if you want to see the Lord do something so big and so wonderful that everybody says God has done great things again, then would you pray today, Lord, give me my tears back. David was the warrior king, but he wept. Jeremiah was the weeping prophet. Paul wept over Israel. And the Lord Jesus, oh, you want to talk about a weeper? He wept over the city of Jerusalem. You see, it is only as we weep for sin and for souls, it is only as we humble ourselves and seek God with our whole heart that we give God the opportunity to do what only God can do for His glory. Friend, God always blesses broken things. God has a way of turning the tears into triumph. God can do it again. God will do it again. It's time for us again to seek the Lord with our whole heart. Weep for yourself today. Weep for souls. In the words of General Booth, try tears and just see if the Lord doesn't do it again. If you have been helped by today's Bible study, we would love to hear from you. You may connect with us or access the archive of all of the psalm studies online at scottpauley.org. It is our prayer that the Lord will continue to lead your life and that you will continue to follow. This is the only way to enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm.